I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson, and we are taking on leadership in the approaching post-pandemic era in this episode. I am a firm believer that you can lead from anywhere in the organization. Leadership is not just for those who are at the C-suite level. Leadership is not just for those who are managers or directors or supervisors. No, I am a firm believer that anyone can lead and should lead from wherever they are on the organizational chart. I like to think of it this way. There's leadership with a capital L. Those are the ones who hold the supervisory, management, director, and C-suite level positions. And then there's leadership with a lowercase l. These are our servant leaders, leaders from the side, people who are individual contributors, but are influential and leaders in their own right. Both are important, both are needed. And now, as we look to more and more organizations preparing to return to the office in some capacity, I've been thinking a lot about leadership and how what's expected of leaders has changed throughout the pandemic. I'm also thinking about how leaders have carried themselves during the pandemic and how their leadership has morphed and changed in relation to the uncertainty and the ambiguity that we have experienced in our world over these past couple of years. My wish for leaders, wherever they are on the organizational chart, is that they don't attempt to go back to the way things were prior to the pandemic. That time is gone. It's history, my friends. There is a new frontier on the horizon, and there are three important lessons from these past two years that I hope get preserved as we and our leaders move into this new frontier. Lesson number one, your authenticity matters and is appreciated. Over the course of the pandemic, as we've seen senior leaders leading town hall meetings via Zoom or WebEx or Teams from their kitchen island. We've seen things like cats walking in front of their laptop screens and kids passing in the background and packages being delivered to their house. This makes leaders real. It demonstrates their humanity and many times their humility as well. We've all appreciated seeing leaders in their life in so many more dimensions that working from home and working in a pandemic has provided us. Now, of course, none of us would ever wish this on anyone, but as we have grappled with the changes in the workplace and in our work environments, again, we have seen leaders in so many different situations and it humanizes them to us. It makes us remember that they put their pants and their skirts on one leg at a time, just like we do, that they have challenges with their pets and their children's and their spouses and their packages being delivered, just like we do. We appreciate 
seeing our leaders in all of the many dimensions of their life. So let's not lose that. One of the great lessons of the pandemic itself is, of course, how fragile life is and how we are all in it together. And to lose that authenticity and that humanity would really be to go backward in time, to regress, to not feel like we were all part of the same fabric. So let's stay connected, let's stay authentic, and let's stay real with one another. It makes us feel part of something greater, both at work and in our whole lives. And it will take something to preserve that authenticity. It will take something for leaders to show up in all of their humanity and their humility once we are back into the office in a more regular fashion. And lesson number two, emotional intelligence and compassion were absolutely needed, especially during the worst of the pandemic, and they are still needed now. Leaders need to be sensitive to how people's lives have changed during the pandemic. Of course, it was a very abrupt transition to begin working from home when the pandemic first hit, and it may be an even more abrupt transition to returning to the office because people's lives have changed, sometimes in small ways, very small ways, and sometimes in dramatic and huge ways. Being aware of what employees are going through during this return to office time will pay huge dividends. If you want your employees to stay loyal, stay engaged, and stay working for you as you ask them to return to the office, Acknowledging the changes that have happened in our world at large and for them personally is absolutely critical. Ask questions, be curious and open, and use your emotional intelligence to help understand that not only do your employees live lives that potentially look very different from your own life, but your employees also may have lives that have changed in significant ways throughout the pandemic. A few quick examples are in order here. First of all, I can think of several households that have two adults who have dropped from two cars to one car during these last couple of years. Now, there will be transportation issues if they both need to be back in the office full time, especially because cars are not easy to come by these days. There are parts shortages and all the rest of the supply chain issues still hitting the automobile industry. Now, of course, public transportation is an option for some, but it's not available in all areas, all the geographic areas where people might live. A second example, I have several clients who have grown their families. They've had children during the pandemic, and the work-from-home arrangement has allowed them to keep their youngsters at home avoiding both the cost and the potential health risk of childcare centers. Their families will experience both financial consequences and public health consequences as they start returning to the office. Now, I should note that at the time of this recording, COVID vaccinations for those under five years old is not yet available in the United States. So it can be a formidable health risk for some families to send their youngest children into daycare centers, if they can even find space available, because space available in childcare centers was a problem well before the pandemic set in. Now, leaders need to acknowledge this and plan for it. 
While the return to office plans for the entire organization might not have to be adjusted as a result of this, a compassionate leader will understand that some employees will have more logistics to contend with as they make plans to return to the office. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. And now, a third example involves those with compromised immune systems, whether themselves individually or someone in their household. For organizations that do not require COVID vaccinations, and I must add that many employees are required to either have up-to-date vaccinations or submit weekly testing, especially in large organizations, that has become a requirement. But employees who have compromised immune systems or live with someone who does or who have children in their homes who are younger than five years old and, of course, not yet vaccinated, well, those folks may feel very much at risk because, quite frankly, a COVID test once a week is not necessarily protecting your coworkers. It may alert people that you have COVID or that you need to get the medical care that you need if you need to leave the office because of that, but you may have already put coworkers at risk. So those who are in that high-risk category may be resistant to going back to the office on any sort of regular basis until this is all resolved. And of course, this is just the tip of the iceberg. These were just three quick and simple examples. There are numerous other reasons why someone might be hesitant to return to the office on any sort of regular basis. The more that leaders demonstrate the same compassion and emotional intelligence that they have demonstrated throughout the first two years of the pandemic, if they can continue to be that compassionate and emotionally intelligent throughout this transition and beyond, well, then they are demonstrating their leadership. And of course, this will also contribute to retaining their workforce. Lesson number three that I hope to see continue well into the future, and that is for our leaders to keep on helping. Throughout these past two years, leaders have stepped up to help others in their organizations in all kinds of ways. And whether that be helping their subordinates or their peers or those who are senior to them in the organization. Now, as you transition back into the office, some of those things might go away. Those opportunities to help might go away. You might not see them as much because you might get wrapped up in the day-to-day workings of the office uh, in somewhat similar capacity to how you were before the pandemic struck. So if you're not sure how to help, ask people what they need and ask how you can help. Now, there have been some very innovative examples of leaders helping in new ways during these past months and years. One of my favorite ideas comes from Spark Hire CEO Josh Tallon. 
SparkHire is a video interviewing platform that provides end-to-end service for strategically using video in the hiring process in this digital age. Tolan recommends having leaders record personalized videos to job candidates, helping convince them that they should accept a role within your organization. So when you've gotten somebody to a certain point in the hiring process and you're about to make an offer, maybe they've got multiple offers or they're not quite sure if this is exactly the right place for them, a personalized video from a senior leader in the organization, now whether that's the CEO or someone closer to the role that the person is going to be taking on, could help tremendously. This is a personal and a very powerful recruiting tool. And of course, it's just one of the very many ways that senior leaders can lend a helping hand. But let's not limit helping just to senior leaders. Lending a hand is a hallmark of leadership wherever you may be on the organizational chart. Again, this is something that most of us have gotten better at during the pandemic. Lending a hand when we can tell that someone's in need, whether that be our neighbor, our coworker, our boss, or someone lower on the organizational chart than us. And as case counts go down and return to office goes up, it does us all good to continue to look out for one another and shoulder our burdens together and work more closely together. We need to watch for ways to help wherever they may appear. So there you have it, my friends. These three important takeaways that we've seen leaders grow into their leadership roles doing over these last 24 months. And, you know, again, it's not just the senior leaders. It's wherever somebody is leading from. And we need to carry these lessons forward throughout our return to office because it makes the workplace better. So just as a quick recap, number one, keep on being your authentic self. It helps all of us to see your humanity, and to see your humility. Number two, stay compassionate and use your emotional intelligence. There are more and more ways in which we need that compassion and we need your emotional intelligence. And number three, lend a hand. Help out wherever you can. If we stay true to the growth that we've experienced during the hard lessons of the pandemic, we will thrive well into the future, not just in our individual teams and our individual organizations, but as a collective culture and as humanity in general. Remember, we're not going back to the way things were. We are headed into a new frontier where our work, our organizations, and the meaning that we make out of our work and the meaning that we make out of being part of our organizations has the possibility to profoundly continue to change and evolve for the better. We don't want to lose this awesome opportunity that is in front of us right now, this awesome opportunity to make the world and our organizations, our teams, and ourselves better. Until next time, my friends, lead from wherever you are and be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.